0: oh yeah Woo. Well, hey. she ain't coming home she belong to my trap hello all my little troublemakers it is Jaden day welcome to another episode of disappointment child how is everyone doing i'll tell you how i'm doing i just watched a star is born for the first time and i'm crying i'm currently crying i had to go outside i had to touch some grass I am sitting here in my room with the door open to my outside deck. So if you can hear some birds and shit, that's why. Um other than that, I'm doing pretty okay. I worked last night, made lots of money. Some girl got down on her knees behind me while I'm serving my tables and bit my ass cheek. So that was <laughs> pretty interesting. <laughs> I knew her but still I was like damn some real commitment there. But um yeah, I'm doing okay. This week is just I don't know, been kind of heavy for me, I guess. And for no really no real reason. I mean, things are going really well. I love my job. I'm making good money. I am about to put a house on the market. I am about to get some new titties shit I don't know everything's going really well but like I'm just kind of in a funk I guess I don't know I like have no like sex drive I am not eating very well but shit I don't know what's going on I started working out too so like really there's no reason I don't I don't know what it is I have plans my birthday's this month it's my fucking birth month and there's no reason that I should be feeling this way but um I don't know maybe I just need to go on a walk or like drink, drink some fucking water. I don't know. Maybe my body's dehydrated from getting drunk at work. I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling okay. I have recorded this episode probably five or six times. Honestly, this might be my seventh because I just had to start over. I don't know why this episode is going to be so hard for me. It is a solo episode, it is just on my own, but I feel like you guys deserve to know a little bit more about me. I want to be vulnerable, I want to be honest, this is my podcast, and I want to share more about me, I don't know. Uh, So here it goes. Um, Let me start out also by saying, as a precursor to my last episode, that that homeboy that we were talking about went onto his Instagram story and started shitting on us, complete lies. But, um, hey, honey, thank you for the listens. <laughs> that man wanted that podcast to be about him so bad, because we didn't say his name, so he wanted it to be known that that shit was about him, that we were talking about him. He posted all about it. He tagged me and my podcast, and thank you for those listens, honey. My my uh, my rates skyrocketed last week, so I appreciate you. Also, complete lies that he was spilling. Everybody knows it. Homie is upset that his... Baby mama is super hot now that they broke up. And he's lying about the money that he was trying to spend in the club. $30 champagne, honey. Get the fuck out of here. It's $500 to skip the line right now. Whatever. I love how men's first reactions always is that that girl was trying to hook up on me. You were trying to talk to me. She was trying to get with me. Honey, I was doing my fucking job. My manager sent me over to you to ask how much money you were going to spend. I'm not trying to get in your pants. That is hilarious. Good try, though. Nobody wants your broke-ass, father, bad father of the year award-having ass, okay? Nobody's interested in that. (laughs) Anyways... Um, But thank you, thank you for listening to it, honey. Thank you for sharing it with your followers. I appreciate that. All right, next up on the agenda. (laughs) I am getting some new titties. I got a consultation with a doctor this coming week, and I'm super excited about it. I think I'm just going to be like, cut me open right here. Get the scalpel, babe. I'm here, I'm naked, cut cut me up (laughs) right in the consultation. Um I'm excited about that. We'll see how that goes. This is my birthday month. I'm turning 22. I mean everything after 21 is just downhill from there, right? Oh well. Well, I'm really excited because I am doing a booze and botox party with my girls. I'm having my botox lady come over <laughs> and give all of my girls lip fillers and botox <laughs> while we're drinking mimosas and having brunch. So um if that doesn't sound like the best time to you then I don't know what it is, but that is so classic. Me and I'm I'm really excited for that. So that'll be here in a few weeks. I'll probably vlog it maybe, put it up on YouTube. I don't know. I actually planned on filming me while I'm recording this podcast, but I'm, I'm crying because of that fucking movie because I'm a simp. Also, I hope you guys don't think of me differently. I'm still a badass bitch, but after this episode, you're probably going to question. You're going to be like, that girl's just a big fucking simp. Um, I do want to talk about my relationships all right let me try and get into it I can remember the first time that I realized that guys were into me it was like seventh or eighth grade when these boys we were at a basketball game a junior high basketball game and they would drop something and they'd ask me to get up and pick it up so they could look at my ass and I fell for it a few times because I just didn't even understand I was like okay well these boys are my friends and then I was like, damn, they are straight looking at my ass this whole fucking time. But I'll never forget that, that I realized that, like, I fucking had a nice ass. And that's what they were looking at. And I think that this really rewinds back to my parents were both, they are both doctors. They work crazy hours. They work holidays. They work Christmas. They work Thanksgiving. They had four kids. And it was a really selfless job that you had to Give up time with your own family to spend it literally saving lives of other people's families. And I mean, that is the most selfless job, I think, in my opinion. And it has to take a toll on you mentally for sure. But I, I think that that's probably where my drive to seek attention elsewhere came from. I mean, ever since then, I I don't know, I've just been looking for it outside and with men and... I had my first boyfriend in high school and he was just giving me some attention. I was flirting with him. And then one day he asked me out and I was like, damn, I really, I don't know if I even like you. I was just kind of flirting with you, but I guess, yeah. And then that lasted for a while, like on and off. And he wasn't the best and he would yell at me and I would cry and then we'd get back together. And it almost seems like that is kind of a reoccurring theme for me in all my relationships. I don't know, maybe I'm just really attached to someone I can fix or someone that I can just have all of their attention and they can focus on me. And then maybe if if I fix them, then they'll, I don't know, shit, this is getting bad already. (laughs) They'll just want or have an attachment to me forever. So that was my high school boyfriend. Um... And I don't even really remember like how we broke things off. Probably when I went to college or maybe I just lost interest in him. He was too far gone. I don't know. (laughs) So I went to college and that is where I really went crazy because I found out how much I loved athletes and that was just a whole nother world for me because, I mean, everybody is going after these boys like they're on all the signs, they're the ones that are playing the games that everybody's going to, and shit, that was a rush, and I don't know, I hooked up with a few of the basketball team, the football team, <laughs> and I don't regret it, but I do look back at myself and I like wish that I would have maybe gave myself a little bit more respect and try and made it harder for them, I don't know. Um, I don't regret it. Like, I had a good time, and I never did anything that I didn't want to do. So there was that. But, I mean, I felt like I was just doing it for the... To say that I did. I don't know. Um, but I never really had a relationship in college. And then once me and my roommate flew down to L.A. for the first time to go to the Rolling Loud Music Festival... And this guy that I had on Snapchat, who I had met previously in Missouri at the college out at a club, we'd never hung out before, anything never talked, but he hit me up on Snapchat when he saw that I was going to L.A. and was like, hey, I stay down here, Uh, I'd love to take you out to dinner to show you some clubs and to show you around, and I was like, yes. And actually, I had seen this boy post on his SoundCloud and on his story and whatnot of some of his little raps that he's been doing. And I was like, okay, shit, this boy can get us VIP tickets to this festival. So I'm going to take one for the team and I'm going to fuck him. <laughs> and I did. And I hung out with him. And it was probably like 4 a.m., like after bars time in LA. My Uber dropped me off at a random, like, abandoned alley. It was dark. There were no street lights. It was. I mean, blocks away from Skid Row. So I was really like, damn, I'm going to get sexually trafficked back here. I'm going to get fucked up. And I went through this little hole in the gate. And I saw him. And he had his whole crew around him. Girls, his manager, his groupies, his boys. And he took my hand. And he took me right into um, the VIP area. And, I mean, we just vibed. I mean, I don't know, shit, maybe it was the drugs, maybe it was the alcohol, but like we just hit it off really well, we vibed, and I don't know, I I mean, I was just enamored with him and his lifestyle immediately, immediately, and he always said all the right things to me, we went home, we spent the rest of my time in LA together every single day, he said all the right things to me, you are beautiful, you should move down here, you could be a model. Like, it's just us against the world. Like, we can take over L.A. and I don't know. And then when I left, when I went back to Missouri, back to my real life, I was crying on the plane as we, as we left. And he's like, it just doesn't feel the same without you here. And that's all it took. A few weeks later, he flew back out to Missouri and was staying with me. And, I mean, I was just completely in love with him. I am going to tell this like a love story because that's what it felt like to me the whole entire time. I mean, I was absolutely consumed by this man. I thought I owned him. I thought he loved me immediately from the jump, from the three days that we spent together. And when he came down to see me her stay with me back in Missouri, he didn't think the same way and that was pretty clear. I mean... All of his ex-girls were there, and all of his people were there, so he was hanging out with other people. He wasn't, he wouldn't come home at night, and I mean, shit, I just, I mean, I just completely had the wrong idea, and I'm sure that, like, I was scaring him off anyway, just how clingy I was. I don't know, I just thought that we had made that connection, and (sighs) some love at first sight type shit, but apparently that wasn't the case for him. So, I kind of got sick of it, and just, like, what we had in Missouri, like, just didn't feel the same as L.A. So, I told him, I'm packing all my shit, I'm driving to L.A., I'm moving there, I'm going with or without you, I'm going to chase that feeling that I found when I was in California, and he was doing his other, I mean, he was doing his own shit, he was with other girls, he was having a good time in Missouri, and so, he just was like, I'm fucking staying here, and so I was like, okay, and I sure did, I packed everything in my car, I put my destination in my GPS, as Hollywood, and I took off, and I drove, and I stayed there, and things were good, and I didn't hear from him for a while, and then all of a sudden he went back to LA, back to where he was staying before, and then we started hanging out again, and it was like we were in love all all over again. It was like the first time that we had met in L.A. All the feelings were there. And, I mean, when we're together, it's just like there's nothing else going on. And we're only paying attention to each other. And, I mean, you know, that's just not sustainable at the end of the day. And things get bad. We get in arguments. We get you know, we're too close quarters. We've spent too much time with each other, like dealing with each other, and then we we have fights, and they get really bad. We start yelling and throwing things, and I don't know. It it just gets really bad, and I start crying, and he apologizes, and and it's like it never happened. But sometimes our fights would get so bad and that he would have to go away for a while. And then I'd get really sad, and I'd miss him, and I'd get separation anxiety. And I would cry, and I'd stay in my bed all day, and I wouldn't eat. And then a few weeks would go by, and he would come back, and it was like it never happened. It was like we were in love again, and everything was good. And a month or so went by again, and our fights got bad, and it just happened over and over and over. We were really different in the way that like he was just kind of this sad boy with like a dark aura about him. And I've just always been like this bundle of joy with like light radiating. I mean, just how completely opposite we were, just attracted each other really hard. And like, I mean, he took some of my light and I took some of his dark. And I mean, we were just inseparable. And then, I mean, our fuse would burn out really quickly. And it would get bad again and this just happened over and over and over and i started losing weight and i started not eating and i started crying and i lost my job because i couldn't go in and i hate i will never use the word toxic i hate that word i think it's a cop-out i think that it is a scapegoat word for when people know they have issues they have personal issues and they refuse to fix those issues or do anything about them. And they'll just say, oh, that was toxic and move along. Instead of really solving the internal issues that you have within yourself and both both partners in the whole situation. So I won't use that word. I just think that, like, we were two lost souls that were that just needed something in the moment and we found each other we found it in each other we found a shoulder to cry on we found someone to be in our corner we both had like internal issues that we were dealing with that i don't think the other one knew about in the moment i mean i was just trying to discover myself and i moved to a completely new state new area and i didn't know what i was going to do with myself i just ran away and and just started living there and so i was dealing with that, and I dropped out of college, I didn't know what I was gonna do, and he had this path that he was trying to do, and make money, and he had some of the same issues where he didn't know where he belonged either, and I think that with his music career, he, <clears throat> he kind of put on this face, and like with me, he was just a completely different person, more vulnerable and I think that like he really wanted to keep up that persona of the hardcore musician that he knows what he's doing that he's experienced that and and like just with me like I don't know if he's ever probably been so vulnerable or so real with somebody else and I think that that was probably like one of his internal struggles that he was dealing with as well trying to come to terms with the fact that like He couldn't hide those things from me, and he probably liked that I saw him, you know, with those stars in my eyes that how, you know, I was just enamored with his life and his lifestyle, and, you know, really that's just never really the case, and I saw that, and I think that he was dealing with that. He wanted me to see that in him, and so when when I saw the real him and what – his life was really like and I think that he was really struggling with that but I mean shit that just made me love him more just him being so real with me I mean we had other issues like he had ex-girls and and all types of shit that he had to deal with words can truly not even convey how strongly like my emotions were from the ups and the downs in our relationship. I mean, just really high highs and just really low lows. I mean, it was like a drug, like so addicting. And things would just be so good for us. Like we'd be on top of the world. Like it, it would just feel like otherworldly. And then one thing would happen and it felt like the whole world was crashing down. And just the worst feelings. Like I wasn't going to talk about it, but like his ex was a real problem. Like she would pop back up or she would call or she would send him a DM. And, and all like always like every so many months, this bitch would pop back up. And like, it was just like earth shattering to me. And it just always made me question the whole time. And now, especially that we're gone or that were separated, it just feels like did she have this same connection, same feelings as I did with him? And is that why she's, like, still reaching out? Like, because I feel like that's something I would do right now. Now it just feels like she had him first. But, like, this girl was a bitch. Oh, my fucking God, this girl was a bitch. She looked exactly like me. Well, kind of, in the way that, like, she was tall and blonde and hot and like built thick and, and, but she was not nice. Like she is not a nice girl. Like she's, and that's why I almost feel like they were better for each other in the way just because, like, I don't know, they had that not, it wasn't evil, but just like, just like a mean exterior. And, just something that like I could never be so I only met this girl literally I think one time and it was weird because she worked at I worked at Hooters before when I was living um up near Mizzou when I was going to Mizzou and she worked there at the same Hooters like before me and had just quit before I got there and we had like hooked up with like five or six of the same guys on campus like athletes all these guys so I'm sure she knew about me I'm sure she like had some hatred for me before this even happened and then they had been together for a long time before and I didn't even know this shit when I got with him so <laughs> I came back and I like told like one of my friends at work like about this guy that I had met in LA and they were like a oh, holy shit that is so-and-so's ex- and i was like no way it's just super wild and like i used to have a regular that would come in that would like kind of sugar daddy that that the ex girl and he would always tell me like bad stories about like her her ex which is like my new boy that i would been hooking up with and it all kind of clicked together and i was like holy fucking shit so that was that got really bad like so she was super mean to me and I know that she just had it out for me. And then, oh my God. So the, the day before I left for LA, I went out cause it was my birthday. It was literally this time two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went out before my birthday and I wasn't, I was 19. So I wasn't 21 yet. Yeah. And I got it with a fake ID and they had like cops inside that um, came in and the cops asked me for my ID and I said, I didn't have it. And they, pulled me outside and they were like, okay, what's your name? And I gave the cops this girl's name and birthday and everything since we look so much alike, (sighs) but, um, So the thing is that she wouldn't have gotten in trouble though. And that was my rationalization when I did it was that she wouldn't get in trouble because she is older than me. She would like, they would like look her up in the system. She's 22 at the time or whatever the fuck. I just figured that they'd look her up. They'd see that we were like pretty much the same person and they'd let me go, but they did look her up. (laughs) And this is the worst part. And they were like, um, ma'am, you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I was like, fuck. Okay. I take it back. That's not me. (laughs) Arrest me for this MIP or whatever. Don't take me in for whatever this bitch has got though. Shit. And so, um, at the end of the day, they were like, honestly a bold ass move and we're just going to let you go scot-free. So I didn't get in any trouble that night, but my ex Hooters manager was in cahoots with all of the Cops in the town because she was hooking up with all the cops. And so one of them told her that one of the employees, like, gave it the fake name. And this girl, the manager, went and told, you know, this ex girl, fucking call her, like, no, I don't want to give her a name. You guys are following along. I don't fucking care. I don't don't even want to give this girl a name, to be honest. Then that girl, the girl found out that I had given her fake name to the cops. And then she was like posting she's one of those girls that will like hop on instagram and like her snapchat and just like just like fucking type a black screen like this fucking bit you know what i mean like go off one of those girls like for the drama and the attention i'm like whatever kind of like i did last week with um football player boy (laughs) oh well but i'm not one of those girls but um she definitely hopped on that she said she was getting a lawyer and i was like fuck but then i was like okay but you have a warrant out for your arrest. So good luck with that, bitch. Um, anyway, and so that was really funny, kind of, and she's just always had it out for me since then. I don't know. So so that definitely caused, like, some trouble in our relationship for sure. I don't know. But now, now that we're, we're, like, broken up, me and my ex are broken up, I kind of see where she's coming from, like... Maybe he made her crazy. I don't know. I think he may made me crazy. You know what? At the end of the day, it wasn't one-sided. You know what I mean? It's never one-sided. So you got to blame both parties involved. Just we went through so much together, like through really formative years of our lives. We just spent together and we went through all types of ups and downs. I mean, all types. Like we spent quarantine together, which was so difficult. We went through like health problems together. It's just really hard to let go of something that you put so much time and effort and love into. I really miss having someone who knows so much about me and and has just been there and understood and kind of taught me a whole new like lifestyle. I mean, he was the one who was literally teaching me the ways, like when we moved to, I moved to a completely different state and area and environment and halfway across the country. And he was the one just showing me, showing me around and, and showing me how everything works in this new place. I'll never forget. He told me that I lived in a fantasy world and he was right. I did. I was naive and I was sheltered and He just showed me the ways, and I will forever be thankful for that. I still see it as, like, my love story. When we were together, I mean, it was just, like, nothing that I've ever felt before. I'm a really sensitive person in terms of emotions. Like, I just feel things really strongly, and I'm I'm an empath for sure, and that may have something to deal with it. But, um... I don't know, just emotions, I just feel different ways than everybody else, I think, just this was just, like, a burning passion, like, everything in my life surrounded him, he's all that I thought about all day long, and nothing else mattered, nothing else mattered, I would do anything for him, even, like, all the shit that I went through, all the shit that he did to me, all the shit that I did to him, I'll never put this as, like, it's not one-sided, like, he didn't, do all this shit to me and i would just i'm not the victim i mean shit i'm sure i wasn't a prize sure i wasn't the best to deal with i was young and stupid and naive and clingy and obsessive but shit (sighs) i mean i would do anything for him to this day he called me i would do anything anything that he asked and i i don't know maybe it'll be like that forever I did get one thing from him. I got like a superior music taste. I mean shit. Amazing. And I definitely credit him to that. Um, I'll still like go onto his his favorite tracks on his SoundCloud and listen to his stuff that he likes. It's been a few months since we broke up. He's in LA again doing his thing and I'm here in Missouri again doing my thing. Some days are real I, I feel like I've been fine for a while and I definitely like put on sort of this front that I am but some days it get really bad and some days all that I can think about is if he misses me or if he thinks about me anymore and then some days it makes me question if like this was all one-sided or if he felt the same way during all this as me I don't know I still wish the best for him and it was just the best thing for both of us that we separated. I think I'll always love him. But it definitely set the precipice for my next relationships. I know that I now need to set my boundaries and make sure that my barriers are not crossed and be stern about those. That is my one takeaway from this relationship for sure is just make sure that you are standing strong behind your boundaries and if someone breaks them you need to let that be known and you can't just push that to the side you can't just let that go because that causes issues in the future you know because then they know that that's not a hard boundary they broke that and you let it slide okay and then they're just gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing until I mean shit. you don't stand for anything anymore and you just let anything happen but That's just something that I'll just never allow to happen again. Like, I will set my boundaries. I will be strict on them. And then if they're broken, you need to deal with that appropriately. Whether it's, you know, you guys need to take a break, you need to break up, or you need to, like, have that discussion and what to do. Something needs to be done. And that's something that I will take away from this relationship. If anybody else is going through something like this, if you're going through a hard relationship, don't be afraid to... Do what you need to do for yourself. Make sure that you come first because if you can't love yourself, how are you supposed to love somebody else? You need to put yourself first. Don't be afraid to do what needs to be done for the benefit of yourself. And that is my lesson of the week. I don't know. Okay, I do want to do another segment. I, I I keep starting so many segments and just never continuing them. I think that's fun, though. Okay, this segment I'm going to do is going to be two truths and a lie about myself. I'm going to say three statements, and you have to pick the lie and comment on my Instagram the lie that you think that I told on my last picture. Okay, here it goes. Number one, I stole Chris Brown's jacket from his house. <laughs> Number two, I once ran away to Las Vegas and spent all of my money in the casino, just wasted it all, and then I was just kind of stuck there. Or number three, I have a permanent scar on my back from laying down and masturbating in the bathtub with the faucet. (laughs) Okay, you guys, which one do you think is the lie? (laughs) That's really hard. Maybe I'll have another guest on next week. That'll be fun, right? (laughs) Instead of this cheesy bullshit crap. But I I felt like it was really important to be honest with you guys. To let you know a little bit more about myself. This was my first real relationship, I would say. I learned a lot from it. And it's just still so fresh. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening, you're a fucking real one. And I don't know. I love when you guys come up to me and tell me that you listen to my podcast. And if you like it. Oh, that means so much to me. You guys have no idea. I had some girl stop me in the club last night and tell me she's listened to all my podcasts and like I almost shed a tear while I was working. (laughs) It just means so much to me, you guys. But if you guys like hearing me talk about myself and my deep personal issues, (laughs) let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Jaden Day. And come see me at work. Buy a bottle from me. Go rate my podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're going to rate me any lower than that, then fuck you and don't do it. This has been another episode of Disappointment Child. Thank you guys for listening. I love you. Bye.